his left, Jess on his right. Hey, hold up, don't start a fight. He's got you covered with all the sports. Don't fret, he's wearing shorts. It's time for Waking Jake in the morning. Waking Jake at night. Jake sucks. Good morning, Bakers. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Wake and Jake. Wednesday, August 10th. And a video of Harrison Bader just posted by the Players Tribune with his haircut. So, that's huge. There is going to be a lot of New York baseball today. Uh, A lot of thoughts on my mind in the last nine hours about it. Um, Crazy Yankees game. I'm in love with the Mets. It's the one-year anniversary of Shea Station. Asked Jerry to come on. He's swimming with his kid. How about that? Jolly Olive with love on the SNY broadcast last night. I want to start with a silly story, because I feel like people like silly stuff. And it was something that happened last night that is the second biggest headline on ESPN MLB, which shouldn't be where you get your baseball news. Pretty hilarious highlight last night, if anyone saw this. Rodolfo Castro slid into third, had his phone in his pocket, and it slid out. First time seeing that on the field, I think. He slid into third base. (laughs) It was apparently in his back pocket, and as he hit the ground and hit the bag safely, his phone flew out. Um. Hadn't seen that before. Derek Shelton's quote was, uh, hadn't seen that before. Luckily, uh, if the kid was out, I think it would have been more of a story. Uh, He said this was just a kid who made a mistake. It's one of those things that we move forward and tell him you can't do that. And that's good. And I think that the other funny part of this that people definitely didn't connect and people definitely don't care about. In this article I'm reading, they're talking about... um, They jumped to the Astros cheating scandal, and I don't think that's what we had going on here. I think we had a 23-year-old that left his phone in his pocket. Um, The funny story I'd like to tell is a story about me being obnoxious. Um, If you've seen Blitzball Battle 1, there's some baseball in my my heritage. Um, I was solid. Obviously, size probably wasn't great for the scouts. Uh, A couple things didn't bounce my way. Found myself playing in a couple leagues where I was, I was, I shouldn't have been in those leagues. I should have been playing AU ball. My mom couldn't afford AU ball. So I, I ended up playing in these like local kind of pickup local leagues where I was, I was pretty good. I was pretty bored. Um, so one time I, I played with my cell phone in my pocket. Um, and I would like, I was texting between pitches. It's really douchey in hindsight. I knew at the time it was, um, I was kind of mocking the league. Um, I was in center field. Uh, and one time, one of my buddies called me, and we were just making plans to hang out after the game, and I got a fly ball, and I caught it while I was on the phone. Um, and it's on my highlight reel. I was pretty nervous, because if you're on the phone talking in the outfield... That doesn't go. If I don't catch that ball, I'm a pretty bad guy. Caught the ball, threw it in. 
Um, so I don't know. Seeing that cell phone fly out of that guy's pocket kind of kind of took me back to a simpler time. So yeah, I was a d bag. Still am in a way. Uh, but me and Rodolfo Castro started a a baseball tradition. We'll always be connected for that. Um, let's talk some real ball. Um, and I wanted to check in week later with some deadline guys who's putting up stuff. Soto gets his gets his Padre homer. And by the way, they were the other late night game. Kind of getting overshadowed by Yankees Mariners. I don't think that's too rude. Or, or at least my Twitter feed. I mean, that's the world I live in. And Passan was tweeting about both. Um, I was texting with Jeff Passan. Oh, wow. Give you guys some updates there. Um, it- cr- Crazy night for baseball. I guess being overshadowed, one, just natural. Yankees overshadow people. But also, Padres, the win-loss hasn't been there. Soto has been great. Um, Just the win-loss hasn't been there the first week of of him in town. After last night in Soto, seven games, 348, 483, a 1.1. Manny Machado with the big homer last night. Orsillo with another amazing call. What they... I hope the Padres become a case study for a lot of baseball teams. Like, I, I get, you can't get every free agent. Or, kind of, can you? They've done a lot of trades and paid guys a lot of money. Um, they have a great booth. They have young talent. They're trying to win and compete. Like, they should be the case study for a lot of other teams. Um, huge three-run walk-off homer, Manny Machado. Off of Tyler Rogers in that submarine motion, the... Manny's big swing. The whole thing was pretty wild. My New York Yankees played one of the oddest games I've seen in a long time. Ryan Rucco on the call, and that's obvious. I just tried to explain the magnitude uh, to our new CEO, Andrew, of what Ryan Rucco on the call means. There is a genuine part of me. I don't know where everyone stands with religion or the devil. I don't even know how the devil fully ties into religion. I just know kind of like, you know, deal with the devil. Kind of a bad thing usually. There is a genuine part of me that thinks like Ryan Rucco was walking around the Fordham campus one night and was like, I'll do anything to be the greatest broadcaster ever. I, I want to call the craziest games of all time. And the devil appeared. And he shook the devil's hand. And the devil was like, yes, you will call crazy games. Exclusively. It's, it's like clockwork. Um, it, it's unreal. The, the Yankees-Twins game from a couple years ago that was back and forth ended with a diving bases loaded catch in the gap. Like it's, it, it's stuff you almost can't script. And last night you could not. Scripted. The Mariners and the Yankees. The Yankees had won game one. Nice little win for them. Tyone pitched well. 9-4. Never got scary. Tyone kind of gave him a couple bonus innings, which was big for him, hopefully getting on on track. Snapped the streak. Snapped a five-game losing streak. So the Yankees have been dominant in Seattle. Something crazy. It's like 24-6 and six going into yesterday. Or maybe it's 26-4. and four, Or maybe that is... The Los Angeles Dodgers last 30 games. I think it was 24 and 6 in Seattle over the past however many years for the New York Yankees against the Mariners. You always 
kind of forget stuff like that. It's it's another spoiled Yankees fans thing again that I did. I did a Seattle radio spot yesterday. I did a Minnesota radio spot. And both of them were like so giggly in like a ridiculous way about how much the Yankees have beat up their franchise over the year that it's like, oh, it's pretty cool the Yankees don't think of any team in that light. Like the Rays were pesky. Like they bring it to our attention. And tough. Like you ignore the fact how bad it must feel to be a Mariners fan that for the past 30 games, so what, going to Seattle for three games a year, the past 10 years or so, you know, they've you've been obliterated. Just obliterated by the town, New York Yankees. Get, get beat. Garrett Cole versus Luis Castillo, a rematch of a little over a week ago. Um, these two met up at the stadium. Cole got demolished. It was getaway day. His pitch mix was really weird. John was on it. He threw a ton of curveballs. And I think it was, you know, Cole is very well thought out that he wanted to mix it up in this first game because they were going to see him again in a week. Uh, and I know Jimmy was theorizing the same thing about Castillo. He threw a ton of sinkers. Felt like he was still throwing sinkers last night. An amazing pitcher's duel. Garrett Cole, seven innings, four hits, zero walks, eight Ks. Um, he was locked in. I feel like he's had a couple games with the Yankees where, you know, he's been in ace mode. They've left him on the lines, and then he kind of gives up that one at the end, and you're like, damn, like, I, you know, I know he's Garrett Cole, and I, I shouldn't really feel bad for him because he's supposed to be the ace in duels and stuff, but a couple times they've left him out to dry. A um, couple times I got nervous last night, and he ended up making a pitch or two. 11-pitch Kelnick at bat. I thought that was going to be the... Like, well, I thought it might was going to end with Kelnick getting a hit, and maybe that sparks him as, like, a young ball player. Like, I just outdueled Garrett Cole on his best day. Cole paints one on him. Beautiful. Um, comes out for his last inning. Gets behind in a count or two. Drops in a couple knuckle curves that were just artwork. Garrett Cole, 109 pitches. Again, seven innings, shutty. A 0-5-0 whip. The only problem... He went up against Luis Castillo, who's eight innings shutout. My God, it is beautiful what that man can do. His fastball changeup slider uh, combinations are are just nasty and wipeout. Um, eight innings pitched, three hits, two walks, seven Ks. Dominant, uh, like never a rally, just never. And this is actually where things got fun. Araldis Chapman comes out of the Yankees' pen and looks pretty good. Another clean sheet for him. That's seven in a row. He is looking more like the Araldis Chapman we've been familiar with over the years. Andres Munoz comes out of the Mariners' bullpen. Three up, three down, all punchies. Uh... The kid is a freak show. Kid is an absolute freak show. Throws 103. Loves his slider. Actually had a good slider, unlike the last time the Yankees saw him. Fine. Good. Clay Holmes comes out. You know, Clay Holmes had been a freak of this season. Had kind of lost it. He has himself a nice outing. A clean 1-2-3. Ninth inning to bring it to extra innings. Paul Seawald pops out. He's been incredible for the Mariners. 
he puts together a beautiful outing and finishes with a punctuation strikeout and screams to the crowd, cool, here comes Scooter Efros, Efros the boss. Scotty doesn't know. He comes in, gets himself in a 3-2 count. Heck of an at-bat. Um, Jake Lamb, Rake Lamb, goes up 0-2. Ball, 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 3-2. Slider, slider, fastball, fastball, slider. 3-2, is he going back to the fastball? He does. He goes back to the fastball. Jake Lamb fouls it off. The second 3-2 pitch, he drops in a changeup. Me, Jimmy, Joes, we all had the same reaction. Dotted. 3-2 changeup. The guy has crazy numbers versus lefties. I'll be honest, it changed my whole perspective of Scott F. Ross. He, uh, he gets Suarez on the first pitch. And then he gets Cal Rally on a first pitch out the next one. <laughs> Rally put a little bit of a charge into it. A little scary. Twice F. Ross has done that to us. There's a short porch at Yankee Stadium. Mini asterisk. A very special pitch from him. This is where the fun started happening. And it actually happened a little bit in the inning before. Seawald had hit Donaldson with a pitch. Yankees tried to do a double-caught stealing, or a double steal with Tim LoCastro, pinch running for him. Inside move, they get him, and you go, oh, that's tough. Um, Damn. First out at third. We just had first and second, no outs. It was just starting. Uh, Hicks lines into a double play. Unreal. Andujar, who just got called up and thrusted in the lineup. Anthony Rizzo not playing again, although before the game he worked out and they said, yeah, he's healthy, we'll play him tomorrow. August mode, hate that. Hate that a lot, especially when you're now going into the 11th inning. So an instant double play, the Manfred runner, the Yankees now have gone out twice in the 10th and 11th inning. Wandy Peralta comes in, my absolute guy. Sack, bunt, runner on third. They intentionally watch, walk Sam Haggerty. He gets the double play ball right back to him. Carlos Santana, we're going to 12. <sighs> the Yankees get their third straight Manfred runner out. You get a free runner in extra innings. All three of them got out on the base paths. Not, well, this one was on a play, a kind of fair play. IKF hits a grounder. I'm shocked. Pitcher makes a nice little backhand stab at it. By the way, either middle field infielder for the Mariners would have gotten it. Expected batting average of 160. IKF after the game said he thought it would be a hit. Wrong, wrong, wrong. Trevino's just in no man's land. The ball would have been behind him. Um, Pitcher makes a nice play. He's a dead man running. He gets in the rundown. Uh, For a couple throws, he did the best he could. He's a catcher running against infielders. IKF, Hawaiian hustle. After he decides he's going for second, that's how he's going to make up for the play. 
He is meat. Four outs. Four outs on the base path. Base paths in extra innings. Wandy Peralta gets through another inning. Kind of unreal. Uh, Yankees load the bases on walks. Glaber strikes out. Andujar grounds out. And in the 13th, the Mariners finally end it. Four extra innings. Um, the first hit in extra innings came in the 13th from the Mariners. Uh, they ended up getting two, including the game winner by Luis Torrens. A one nothing 13-inning game. Part of it was beautiful. Part of it was horrific. In the final nine innings of the game, the Yankees only had one hit. Um, it was an Andujar bloop single. Nine-inning game. That's normally what they play. In the final nine innings of this game, the Yankees had one hit. It was a bloop single for Andujar. Um, the Yankees are in a pure funk, and they're not fully trying. And as Yankee fans, we're kind of being tortured right now. There's a lot of ways to butter up, butter knife the numbers. Over the past eight weeks, um, they've been under 500. Text from Joe's McFly. Will he participate in today's show? Um, <coughs> there are wins from last night, which sucks. The Yankees bullpen. Chapman, Holmes, Efros, Wandy Peralta, Lou Trevino with the bases loaded. 3-2 pitch uh, that he gets Eugenio Suarez on. The Seattle Mariners are a very good baseball team. They were a 90-win team last year. They added Cy Young Award winner Robbie Ray. They added Jesse Winker, who's got a career OPS that's higher than you think it is. Eugenio Suarez is a legit power hitter threat in this league. The Seattle Mariners, Julio Rodriguez was a rookie this year. He wasn't a part of last year's team, so that's an ad. They traded for Luis Castillo. They have a bunch of young pitchers. Matt Brash got called up this year. Um... Who's the other guy that's... Kirby has been pitching for them. Seattle Mariners are a really good baseball team. They get off to a slow start. Houston's always going to be the conversation out there. The Seattle Mariners are going to be a problem this October for whoever they play. It's, you know, five three-game baseball set. You're playing with fire either way there. We'll see how Robbie Ray looks tonight. Aaron Judge, really good numbers against him. Series deciding game. Their bullpen, Munoz, Seawald, guy named Festa's coming out. He looks good. He looks good. They've got other options that are hurt right now. Diego Castillo, 100 Miles Giles. We'll see if he ever gets it back. The Seattle Mariners are a really good baseball team. Chris Flexen, solid year for them. Logan Gilbert is very good. Uh, Eric Swanson, we didn't see him last night. He's good. Um, he's really good. He's the third best guy out of their bullpen. Uh, IMO. The Yankees got good efforts out of their bullpen. Their bullpen had de been dead for a little while. The Yankees, for what they're trying to do this year in their season goals, Toronto's still 10 and a half back. It is what it is. They're getting Rizzo healthy. Their Stanton's been gone. The shortstop situation, I think I'll get there in a minute. I did get Jeff Passan involved. I ran hot. I sent blue bubble texts 
at 1.30 a.m., big text to Jeff Passan like a boyfriend trying to win a girl back. I think I sent a lot of unanswered texts. I finished it with the word fiend. I'll ask Joseph if you want to call in at some point. If you want to call in, we can make that work. He's getting a haircut. Oh, and he's going to look great. And he's going to look great. Joe's fresh cut Joe's is, you know, that's a video game. That's a video game character. Helps us all get a clean start. The Yankees bullpen needs to get it going. Scott Efros went up a page in everyone's book last night. Lou Trevino, the overall performance, not great, but he had to make one pitch that mattered, and he did. Araldis Chapman is coming back. Clay Holmes, the Yankees have made a conscious effort to give him more rest. Hopefully, that will pay off eventually. Johnny Ells, he's the one that ends up getting the loss. He made two bad pitches, and when you're in the bullpen, sometimes you can't afford that. And the guys I just talked about in the Mariners, I mean, right now they put Johnny Lasagna under the table. And he was, last year he was wipeout. This year he hasn't had it. We'll see. I'm not going to bury him. Wandy Peralta is always going to be tricky for Yankee fans. He's been really good. He feels like the, the, the fireman. He's crazy enough to get you out of a chaotic situation. I feel like three times this year with bases loaded, he's gotten a tapper back to the pitcher. He, like, tries for that, and he does it. He's a little nuts, and I think you need that to be good in those situations. Johnny Luizga, we'll see. You're, you know, Araldis Chapman was dead for Yankee fans as of two weeks ago. And now Yankee fans are talking about will he win back the closer role. Johnny Luizga, if he can put together a two, three-week stretch at one point and look like Johnny Luizga, who, by the way, a couple of his pitches are still there. He made two mistakes. Well, that's... Too, too many in a 0-0 game. The Yankees in their base running in August in the dog days. It's all real. It's why the dog days of August are a phrase, and your team is probably going through it too. And sorry, I can most relate through it through my Yankees. But they took the foot off the gas, and I think you're seeing that affect them in other aspects of their game. And it's been eight weeks now that they've been playing 500 baseball. Will they turn it on? Is it Rizzo getting healthy? Is it Stanton coming back at some point? Is it going to be all of August? Because it's August 10th. You know? Like, there's three more weeks. So if you're looking at August, I I just don't know when when you're going to hit that button and what it looks like. Matt Carpenter is now out. Will Harrison Bader become a part of the equation? Severino was pissed. He got 60-dayed. He's throwing. So, I mean, are we, are we waiting for that? Because I don't know if that's a winning formula. Tough loss last night. Um, also, I guess I will go through my text with Jeff Passing with you before I get to the New York Mets. Um, and sorry, I, I know a lot of you don't care. A lot of you like the New York-based stuff. There's some of you that, that probably don't. 
because, um, you know, I, I do like talking all sports. It's heavy baseball right now, and I know a lot of you guys don't mind that. Um, Isaiah Kiner for Le- Isaiah Kiner for Lefo. Wow, I'm really turning into a New York sports sports talk person, huh? Isaiah Kiner for Leffer. Isaiah. I don't know what to tell you guys. I've walked through it many a times, and I can only walk through it so many more times. Jose Trevino behind the plate for the Yankees was an all-star this year. He's been one of the best catchers in baseball. It's not what they expected. They just wanted two guys who could pitch frame back there, play defense, giving it bat here and there. Their plan coming into the season is that when they needed to pinch hit for their catcher late, they would. Jose Trevino, they really haven't had to do that because he's been good. But they came into the year with their plan of Higgy and Trevino, if they're catching a game, and the seventh or eighth inning comes around and there's a big plate appearance, they will get pinched hit for by an Andujar, by a Matt Carpenter, by Donaldson, by whoever it was. That was their plan. Catcher, the Yankees are fine. Anthony Rizzo at first base. A great all-time first base defender. The power numbers have been crazy this year. We love Rizzo. We're all in. Second and third, let me combine it for you. Because uh, DJ LeMahieu has done both well. Glaber Torres has had a really good year. Josh Donaldson offensively has not. He's shown signs of late. He's always a threat. The dude has an MVP in the bag. He's also played very good defense at third base. We're good there. Even sprinkle a little Matt Carpenter if you want that sauce on your pizza. We're good there. Left field. The Yankees had Joey Gallo. Didn't work. They traded him away for all-star year Andrew Benintendi. Contact hitter. Gets on base. Plays good defense out there. Left field's done. Andrew Benintendi. Center field. Aaron Judge has been playing there a lot. He's been, he's been good defensively. The analytics don't love it. The eye test, he's passed with flying colors. He's on his way to break the AL home run record for the year. He might win the MVP trophy. So if you want him in center or right field, good. That works out. So, let's finish center or right field. They traded for Harrison Bader. They traded away a starting pitcher, Jordan Montgomery. They really like for Harrison Bader. They're going to use that cat if he's healthy and when he's healthy. Uh, whether it's just straight defensive replacement, move judge from center to right. Um, we will see. Will he probably get a couple starts? Absolutely. Talented ball player. Let's see what it looks like, right? People say it's all world defense in center field. That's my favorite thing to watch in the world. Hmm. I'm probably going to love this cat. I know the Yankees do. Let's see. So that leaves more center right field. Matt Carpenter has played right field. And by the way, any baseball player with 100 at-bats this year, he's been the best one. Numero uno. Better than Judge. Better than Jordan Alvarez. Matt Carpenter. He's played a serviceable right field. Awesome. Giancarlo Stanton. One of the biggest power threats to ever play baseball. He has played an okay right field this year. If you need that, those two guys are part of the reason they got Harrison Bader. So I've now listed nine guys, ten guys. I haven't mentioned Aaron Hicks, who he gets involved. He had an outfield assist last night. He's hot and cold at the plate. Whatever. Dude's going to make close to $100 million playing baseball. Talented is what it is. He's a bonus piece right now. The short... Stop position. 
Isaiah Kiner Falefa has been there all year. Good for him. An article came out today that is he going to be the first Yankee to play a full season and not hit a home run. I think the Cespedes guys wrote that. I don't necessarily care about that. Uh, heart and hustle, right? He puts the bat on the ball. The at-bats are bad. OPS plus is at 81. The OPS itself, let's see where it landed today, uh, I think is in the 630s. 626. Mm. 626. That's bad. He's getting on base at a 312 clip. That's bad. His slugging is 315. That's bad. And guess what? These are all right around his career numbers. So offensively, we can't be shocked. I thought, I think the Yankees thought there was a chance he could improve offensively. And if you added that to his other package, the speed and the defense, which we'll talk about, that maybe there was a nice all-around nine-hole shortstop that could fill the gap for the Yankees' top two, top two prospects who are shortstops. Sure. The defense... Started off slow, has been slightly better. He can make some higher level plays than he did to start the year. His numbers on the routine plays and balls right at him are bad. Negative, negative, however you look at them. And you see it, he thinks about it, he double pumps. He, the routine plays that you want come October, he struggles with. In my heart of hearts, there was a double play ball yesterday that I think Glaber Torres, if Didi was over there, would have flipped to him. Instead, Glaber made the tag and threw over to first. I don't know. He made the play. Maybe that wasn't in his head. Maybe it was. Maybe it was. Base running. He made another uh, base running error last night. Um he was trying to hustle. If he gets in there, it's a heady play. He did not. So you just can't get any credit for that. You just cannot. Uh, in, in a game where your team is clearly losing momentum and making outs on the bases, you just cannot do that. I genuinely think what happened, and this is where my Jeff Passan uh, text bubbles. I'll see what I can reveal from my end. Because I was running hot. Let's see. What's my most consecutive? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. The 11th text was Fiend. Like ending a, ending a French film. Um, and I'll tell you this. I Basically everything I just said, I said in those text bubbles. Jeff Passon's reply where he could have said, You're an idiot. Like, don't even dream about it, whatever. He just said, you've thought about this a little, huh? And I was like, yeah, man. I really have. Um, and I told him uh, kind of what I think happened. I think they brought in IKF to get beat out. I think the Yankees wanted an injury. They didn't want to demoralize him. I think they thought by the end of the year, IKF would be a good utility guy. Marwin Gonzalez is a better utility guy for him. So if IKF can't be your utility guy, there's no role for him, and now you're the New York Yankees on a great winning team. They were a great winning team. Having your starting shortstop become like not a guy on your team, do you throw him on the bench? They pinch hit Joey Gallo for IKF in peak Joey Gallo being awful. 
He's got options, but to send him down would be admitting that they basically made a mistake at shortstop. So are they too proud for that? Do they still love where they are in the standings? Absolutely. I think what they ended up getting cornered into with no real infield injuries to to give up a call and give Oswald Peraza just a little bit of run to see what could happen and see if they'll make it a conversation. They won too much. They hit the deadline. Now they're in this moment where I think they're also a smart, well-run business that they're not going to call up Peraza until this rookie deadline thing passes where his rookie of the year eligibility doesn't come into play because if you earn rookie of the year, you can get a draft pick. And I think the Yankees like Oswald Peraza so much that they're waiting for that. Um, so we will see in the coming weeks. I mean, this is about the third or fourth time that this IKF conversation has truly come up. Um. You know, I I thought by the deadline maybe something would happen. I think the Houston Astros, who are the class of the American League, they have been. They go to the CS every year. Justin Verlander's pitching tonight. He has a 178 ERA. Are you going to go against him in a playoff game? They didn't even have him last year. And he's doing this this year. Framber. All of those guys have pitched in massive games by this point. Their top seven in their lineup is horrifying. Try getting through that crew. It's brutal. It's brutal. The Yankees and the Astros are both well-run organizations. I think there are two things that philosophically separates them, and we'll find out who is right. So far, Houston has been right. The Houston Astros had a young shortstop that they thought might be ready to go. And I think they said, let's roll him out there and see what happens. And Jeremy Pena has been really good for them. And I think if he wasn't, they would have found a solution at the trade deadline. I don't know what it was. I think Pena had more experience than Peraza, and he's probably a little more ready to go. But they said, let's take the chance and put the kid out there and see what happens. And that way... If it's not right, or if like a ton of rookies, the kid has two months of growing pains, but then figures it out, you go, whoo, we got through that. The Yankees in recent years, they never play their best lineup. They like sneaking in their, what they think is their best lineup and trying to almost trick the other team that you've never seen this. You've never gotten through this. They had Rizzo bat leadoff against Boston in the wild card game last year. And they had only done that like once. That was like their, let's surprise the other team a little bit. You can't plan for this. I think the Yankees are doing that with their shortstop. I truly do. And maybe we're just blinded. Maybe they truly, truly believe in IKF. But I think they're also at the point where they're like, well, Oswald Peraza is Oswald Peraza. Let's save him for just the end of the year. So teams won't get a full tape on them, and that'll be like our sneak attack instead of going the Jeremy Pena route. The other f- philosophical difference is bullpen. The Yankees love bringing their guys in the middle of innings. They do it the most in baseball. I believe they do that to avoid blowups. If you bring in a guy with two outs and he doesn't have his best stuff, you just need one out to get out of the inning. The counter to that is bullpen guys love clean innings. They hate coming in with traffic and other people's mess. Uh, and when it's you... 
But the Houston Astros do that the least in the league. They are exact opposites, two very smart teams. The Astros give their relievers clean innings, and they don't bring dudes in the middle of innings, trying to kind of cut off the problem at the pass. So that was a lot. I'm glad Houston got involved at the end. I mean, honestly, almost thank you guys. I know that got super talking Yanksy, but it's also something that I could speak well on, and I thought I should bring it to you guys. So, um, I, BBD, anything you want to add to that that pile of whatever it was? I mean, yeah, you basically got it all. Obviously, we've probably been hotter on IKF all year than realistically we should be. I think it's just been front of mind sure. around here. More so than it should be, but just in our heads, we were more than willing to give him half a season, no matter what. Yeah, and we like, were out on him pretty early on. We're just out pretty early, spiritually. Like I, I was, I Which got was myself probably bef- right before the season. Like excited to check it out, right. but I was pretty quickly able to be out. And a lot of people have have given him more leash. Um, just even, even if it was everything, the Yankees. Said like the and the offense is like what we were promised. They might have believed in the new swing thing or whatever. And, and hey, maybe that maybe just maybe it, that part's improved. The bat hasn't really been my issue this year because I thought he was going to be a lockdown defender and he just isn't. Right, he looks good on the plays that look like third baseman plays. Um, and and just I don't know. In principle, I. At its core, just back to the beginning, I don't like fully punting offense at a position. Right. The guy who, even if he was improved, how, how improved is he? The, the ceiling there was never going to be a like a truly plus hitter. Like just on principle, I didn't like that part of it. Yeah. And uh, and obviously that's a position where where you could have, but. Between that, the plan coming into the year was the catchers not being offensive players. Judge has become the center fielder, so we're getting offense there. But Hicks was coming off an injury, and you he's going to have way less power. Um, or anybody who who had done their research on the surgery. So three up the middle positions. The like plan this year was like no extra base threats. Now Trevino's been a pleasant surprise. IKF is IKF. They've gotten judged it, but I just don't, I didn't like that ever. And then for on top of that, I have the defense just to just been a gut punch every time it's come up, but it comes up once a series. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I was, um, you know, you start getting into a crazy extra innings game and you wonder what's going to happen. Yankee fans. I think the majority of Yankee fans were hoping in extra innings of a playoff game that the ball wouldn't go to IKF. And, I mean, that speaks to something. Um, There's a documentary coming out every week now about a very special Yankee shortstop. And that shouldn't be the unit of measurement because, as you guys know, I'm pretty passionate about Jeter. Um, Like him and Ripken are uh, A-Rod too, but A-Rod's got a lot of stuff going on. Uh, the two cleanest, best-hitting shortstops in the past baseball are Jeter and Ripken. Um, And I'll tell you what, if in a big moment, 
in last night's game, an extra inning game, do you think Yankee fans would have been fine if a ball was hit to Jeter? The guy that they're releasing the documentary out, who seemingly in the moment always made the play? I know he grades out as the worst defensive shortstop all time. And by the way, I won't do that. all of that now. I know he was an older man playing shortstop. Should we count some of that against him? I don't think so. I know he was limited in later years, and it's part of the story, right? He only played shortstop, blah, 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 whatever. He was trusted. He was trusted. If the infield in in the 13th inning and there was a ball to Derek Jeter, Yankee fans were elated. If that happened last night with IKF, they would have been tormented. We're at a point where we expect a bad thing to happen. I, I never expected something bad to happen with Jeter. Uh, the line that Jimmy loves that I, I dropped one time was that uh, the Yankees have one weakness on each side of the ball, uh, and it's their shortstop, IKF. They have a prospect in AAA who's 23, Double 22 check, or yeah. 23, a glove-first shortstop who's hitting a lot. 22. That I don't know. They passed up on a full crop of free agent shortstops, the New York Yankees. The Texas Rangers paid two shortstops $500 million to not have this guy on their team at $4.5 million. And by the way, the guy won a gold glove at third base. In a shortened year. Seeger and Simeon aren't playing third. Couldn't... Couldn't they have kept IKF to play third? They still don't really have a third baseman. But they didn't do that. So what does that say? I mean, truly, truly. Full wind horse there at the end. Hmm. We should get windy on. Um, That's the dream. That's the dream. That's when we win. Um. Let me call Joe's quick. I do want to talk about the New York Mets, and I want to do that in a very complimentary way. Um, Let's see if Joe's answers. He was texting me. He was asking about Zoom. I said, that's too complicated. Just call you. We'll see if he picks up. Hello? Joe's? Yo? Are you? You're live. What do you mean I'm live? Call me on the phone? We're doing we're doing wake and jig. You're live right now. Okay. What's up, dude? Nothing. Getting home finally from the barbershop. Do you the look barber good? made me wait extra time, man. This is crazy. That is crazy. Do you look good? I think I do. Okay. Uh, did you watch the Yankees game last night? I dabbled in such bad experiences yesterday. Yes. Bro, I kind of just went on a rant. Um, IKF, dude, I was texting, I, I was texting passing like I just got broken up with last night. I sent him 11 straight texts. <laughs> yes, that's great. Noah, I'm working on the phone. Hi, Noah. Um, Noah, said hi. Hi, hi. Um, What's in your heart right now, Joe's? Your your heart's kind of like the pulse of Yankee Nation. I didn't. I wasn't happy yesterday because 
one, you know, the, the pitching was as good as I've seen it in a long time yesterday. Um, and they, you know, listen, the Mariners would have been really mad if they would have lost that game after the Yankees doing that. Sure. But for you to only get up two base runners, I mean, two batters, in two extra innings, it, it feels sacrilegious, seriously, because it directly impacted Judge getting another at-bat. You know? The MVP. Like, the MVP. Like, you're, you're, I don't understand. The point is to get him at-bats and the base running blunders, and I understand they've been aggressive this year on the base pass, and we like the stolen base stuff, but they've been smart on the base pass. And today, yesterday, you just felt like they were, like, pressing. When the night before, they were playing free and loose. Why are you guys pressing today? I don't I, I don't understand that. You, you know, just just play ball how you normally play ball, free and loose. Yeah, I, I think even I – I don't even know if it's pressing. Like, I – I mean, for the IKF, that's pressing, and that's, I mean, depressing in a couple other ways. Um, yes. I mean, Andujar, dude, like, I, I realize that's a base-running blunder, but also, like, where's that guy's headspace at? You know, he's he, he has to be traded. He's been in the minor leagues for, like, four years. Um, yeah. And I, I know that's not an excuse for, for his base-running error, but he's also, you know, he sees a line drive that, he thinks is going to get through, and he's like, I better score. Instead, he gets doubled off. Um, Yesterday, looking at his at-bats and looking at his base running, to me, it looked like a guy that's trying to make an immediate impact because he doesn't want to get sent back down. Right. And he's trying to do too much. Yeah. I mean, a thousand percent. And wouldn't you? Like, I would. Yes. It's understandable. Yeah. I just don't understand some of the the other uh, bats. Like the Glaber one sticks out to me, where he swung like the guy wasn't throwing strikes, and then he helps him yeah. out. Yeah. Um, but it's weird. I mean, <laughs> Judge literally did not get one at bat in extra innings. Why isn't Oswald Peraza on this team? I don't know. And then people were telling me about errors that he's made in the minor leagues and. I don't know, man. I I think there's nothing wrong with the team getting a jolt of youth. I think that's sometimes good. You I, know? I agree. Like, imagine in 2016, if the Yankees never bring up, like, Tyler Austin and Judge. Right. They want to save spots for other people that you really – don't see a future with like some even if they come up to struggle even if they struggle a little bit at least you get to see a little bit of what you got you know what i mean i i know what you mean can i can i tell you a team i'm a little jealous of the mets the mets chose yes the mets a little bit i mean they have okay i understand the grom I understand Scherzer, fine, they're, and the ground comes back 12 Ks. Pass it eight innings? Like, I'm like, whoa, wait a minute, what's going on here? Yeah. 
They got good mojo. We had Edwin Diaz finally figuring it out. They're getting big time base hits. You know, City Field's doing great. And that, don't get me wrong, like maybe the Yankees, everybody goes through their lull, and the Mets went through their lull a couple of weeks ago. Maybe this is just a little lull for the Yankees, but. Anyway, did the Yankees win? The energy is kind of weird. The Yankees lost yesterday, no. What? <laughs> <laughs> Chris actually sent me a screenshot, right? Chris McFly? Yeah. Sent me a screenshot in the 13th inning. And you know on the MLB app, app, how you click on, like, run-scoring plays? Yeah. It said there are no run-scoring plays. I thought that that was... Yes, dude. Yes, opening the box score this morning. There is nothing. There's no doubles. No RBI. Um, Yeah, Joe's, I mean... Dude, DeGrom and Scherzer, obviously, that's been the thing with the Mets. Bassett has a huge start. Carrasco's been really good. Taiwan Walker. I mean, you've got options for guys to kick to the bullpen, which is currently yes. the Mets' weakness. Um, and by the way, like, Trevor May just came back. Seth Lugo, when he's right, is gross. So, like, some of that stuff is going to sort itself out. And, man... I wonder if Carrasco or Ty Walker can be an impact guy in the playoffs. They are deep right now. Um, they're deadline pieces. Uh, on any given night, their bench can have uh, like Guillaume or Escobar or Mark Canna or Nakeen. Uh, yes. uh, Darren Ruff and Vogelback is like a perfect DH platoon. And Joe's the other thing that I know I mentioned to you and – Fully bringing it to the Mets in just August and everything involved. Buck Showalter would not have a team that has four base runners get out on the bases in extra innings. Well, he wouldn't excuse it. Well, it wouldn't happen. He wouldn't even let it happen to have to have to excuse it. That that stuff was weird yesterday. I don't know if I've ever seen base running like that in back-to-back innings like that. I don't know if I've ever seen that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, so much about the team has to do with discipline. I'm not saying that Boone isn't disciplining them behind the scenes, but when you hear certain answers from certain players, you kind of tend to think that he's not. Joe's <laughs> Their Manfred runner got out the first three innings. Jake, Manfred is giving you a runner. Right. You're telling it can't be it can't be that if Manfred runner never existed that you would have gotten an extra at bat. That can't be a conversation. They instead of getting an extra runner last night, the Yankees got like an extra out. The Yankees lost two batters in in two extra innings, basically. Within two extra innings, they lost two extra at-bats. It's not good. That doesn't happen on a Buck team. I, 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 I hate it when people say that I'm picking on them, you know? Right. But you don't try to tell me that that was a heads-up play by IKF. Like, people are trying to tell me on Twitter. What are we talking about? It's a heads-up play if he gets in there safe, but it's a bonehead play if you get out. He's batting ninth. I mean, DJ and Judge are behind him, no? Yes. So. so. 
You know where his OPS is, Joe's? I I seen a WRC plus that's nearing Gallo. Yeah. So six twenty six. Don't give me the excuse of hey, you know, for us I might come up and struggle. I mean, at this point. His his struggle might be better than the other guy's struggle. I don't even want him to hit homers. Right. Can, can you be a double threat? Right. One, like a double threat? one of my philosophies that people on here have heard a lot, and I think it's one of my smarter things I've come up with, is do what the other team doesn't want you to do. You know, if it's third and six and you're playing the Kansas City Chiefs, do you want to see them, if you're the other team, do you want them to see them passing or run the ball? You'd love if they ran. You don't want Patrick Mahomes to throw. If if you're the other team and you see IKF out there and you see him at the plate, you're not concerned at all. No, I mean, I think yesterday he said if it gets by the pitcher, it's a base hit. I don't think it is. I think it's caught by J.P. Crawford, who actually plays really well. Yes. At yes. shortstop, the position of shortstop. Yes, sir, yes, sir. God bless. Yes, sir, yes, sir. God bless. Yeah. That's uh, my neighbor. Was a very nice guy. Seems like a nice guy. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I think I, I'm, I'm going to wrap it up a, a little bit over here, Joe. You got anything else you need to get off your chest? I think that um, you're now tied with Houston for the best record. And according to tiebreaker, you don't have the best record now any longer in the American League. So right. I think it's this whole, and again, you got to get healthy and you're missing Giancarlo and um, you're missing Rizzo and now Carpenter. I get it, right? Sure. But, and I'm not saying that the players are not trying to win. I think that the players really tried to win the game yesterday. Maybe too much. Sure. Right? Um, but the organization, I don't want the Yankees resting on laurels like they've already clinched. Like, I don't want to hear anybody comparing this to the 98 team anymore. I don't want to hear anything about, oh, 100 and whatever wins and best record. And, like, that's a Dodger conversation right now. Sure. You know, how about we just play ball and go back to what we were doing before and start tonight, just win the series. Win the series. Dan Rourke said, I'm a simple man. Win tonight, win today, you win the series. And we're okay. Nothing matters. You think about how maybe you could have swept, but those are fun, more fun conversations than anything else. And that's it. Their top two prospects are shortstops. I think. I mean, they have uh, they have so many shortstops, <laughs> but they want to continue to excuse the stopgap one. Right. Over, over. Like Didi had it hard. Didi had it hard. Didi had it hard, you know? Didi got you hard. I mean, I got three. Bro, if I can't have gives me three run homers in wild card games and 
big playoff homers like that. Yes. Erection. What was that last part? I said yes. Erection. Thank you, Joe's McFly. Um, I know a, a lot of people were hopping in your stream late last night. I went to hop in right as the Yankees lost, so that was fun. I couldn't believe that so many people were on. I was a little, uh, like, surprised that there were almost 900 people on that stream at 2-something in the two something in the morning. So that was... Late night, baby. Really wild, yes. Um, yeah. All right, Joe's. Well, thanks for... Thanks for calling in for a little bit. Thanks for having me, Jake. I wasn't sure if you wanted me to call in or if you want. I would have did it early. You would have just told me it was just a phone. Yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, everything worked out. Did it? How's BBD? Is he good? He had some good tweets yesterday. <laughs> BBD? I was tired. He it, can't hear me. He's tired. He wasn't happy. He's, he, he was like... Going I broke. Yesterday as well. Yeah. Yeah. I broke. He broke. All right, Joes. I'll talk to you later. All right. See you. Bye. That was Joes McFly, the New Yorker that New York fans like to watch New York sports with in New York. Um, Mets, uh, I'm telling you, you guys deserve more love. For where their record is at, also better than the New York Yankees. They are on a five or six game win streak. They had they did not have Jacob DeGrom this whole season, who Jerry Blevin said he's technically the best baseball player because what he does at his job on the baseball field is that much better than anyone else who does that job. It's an interesting angle. I mean, it's tough to beat Shohei still. Um, but DeGrom is on another level. They just got that guy. They were on pace to be a 100-plus win team, and they just got, like, the pitcher with the best stuff we've ever seen, like, all come together when it's right. Like, if I told you, you have one game, one pitcher, like, health not a factor, like, you need to one win ga- one game to, like, save your family's life. Like, it's Jacob DeGrom. Like, I know we don't know what to do with him in the spectrum of baseball yet because his peak has been thin and now there's injuries. But his best is, like, better than anyone else's best. Almost, like, un- unarguably, is that a term? And I love Buck Showalter. You heard me say it to Joe's. The guy views baseball differently. He sees stuff in the game other people don't see. And he demands, you know, I watched a little bit of the Mets the other night. Everyone was on the top step of the dugout. There's little stuff that Buck demands that matters in baseball. And the Mets have all of it this year. And man... You know, I, I, if they stay healthy and they can kick a Carrasco or a Ty Walker to the bullpen, I mean, I'm going to have to, like, I know Jimmy knows, but kind of repoint that out to him because the Mets are his, his dream playoff team 
has you have two studs at the top of your rotation. You have a starting pitcher that kicks to the bullpen to help there. You have a wipeout closer. Look what Edwin's doing this year. And bucket the helm? If this team wasn't, like, if this wasn't, if the Yankees didn't exist, like, this is, like, Jimmy's dream team over there. So, how about it? A big New York based wake and jake i was gonna do some stuff on the trade acquisitions maybe we give it another week let them settle in castillo and soto good there's your update tommy fam with two homers for the red Sox. good for him duke trevino five clean sheets sweet lou baseball needs a good lou will will this if he gets out of a big inning will yankee stadium give him a lou <laughs> lou hope so. i hope so i think the stadium could really use that Bakers, thank you guys for continuing to bake the algorithm and listening to recent episodes. Um, I will, you know, I, I kind of like the Monday us, Wednesday get a guest. We'll, we'll do our best to get back to that. Um, I was, I, I wanted Jerry or Joe's, didn't happen. We kind of got Joe's. So, hey, we about that? There. Um. So let's see. I ask you guys to bake the algorithm by leaving a comment or review. We're up to 6.73 subs. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Um, let's see. Um, Matthew Nauer with a, a post about floorball. I guess if you've made it to this point in the episode, a spoiler is coming. So if you've been saving it for today, turn off Wake and Jake right now. Thank you for tuning in. Hit the plus 30 seconds button twice. Matthew Nauer said, Jake with a great game winner. He still needs a lot of work in net. Shoot top corner every time. His hands aren't quick enough. I mean, that's kind of every goalie's weak area because your body's not there. Um, BBD needs to step up a, a bit. I thought that line about BBD was going to compliment your shootout goal because it was a thing of beauty. So I'm mm-hmm. editing the comment as we go. Um, a lot of comments about the play style. I needed to be. I need to be more of a threat up top. I you, agree with that. You were, we're anchoring in the stuff. back, which every team needed. We did um, a good job disguising. I think in the edit, the the square footage we're working with on that floorball right. floor. Like we played a lot of practice games, and and I think most teams figured out quick, you don't want three guys running around on yeah. the offensive side. You need someone back. You need someone that back, was... and and it just gets too congested to actually do anything. The role you adopted, um, Zendino the Great, our guy, and this is topical. The IKF dilemma is insane. I think the Yanks need to try to at least shake things up because IKF feeling should not stop the overall run of this season for the Yanks. Um, that was the only part Jeff Passan shot me down. This will also be a guest Jeff Passan episode because I'm revealing our text messages. Hmm. I did say if there was a playoff game tomorrow, tomorrow I'd rather have Marwin at short than IKF. He said that was crazy. He he did poo-poo that part. I was being genuine. To, to be fair, I get Marwin's bat has calmed down. Right. It, it's not good, but he drew a nice walk. Makes every routine play. In last night's game, he makes every routine play. That It's a good A-B. The only final fear the Yankees could have is that if you call up a kid 
to take ICAF's job, you lose him, and that's it. So if you call up a kid and he sucks, then now you've broken IKF, who was part of a Yankees team that was on pace to win 110 games. They're not anymore. And if he's really that mentally broken, well, A, I mean, part of that should be a reflection of him. And two, if Marwin's my safety net, fine. Fine. Obviously not ideal, but fine. Um, So we will see. Again, there's another week and a half warning on the IKF situation for the rookie eligibility stuff. We'll see if anything happens there. You can hear a little bit in my voice the brokenness of it. Um, If in 10 days, two two full weeks from now, it still hasn't happened, uh, I'll start to think it never will. Yeah. Um, So thank you guys for baking the algorithm. Leave a comment, share with a friend, put a like button, put something on there you you think we should have talked about or or you think we need. Uh, We got a hit for Monday. To talk about. Um, I'll I'll do a quick bro of the night. It's a guy who can almost get it um, anytime he wants it. Um, big CC tweeting out about his guy. Shohei he started a game and he shoved and he hit a homer. So six inning shutout. <laughs> um, and then he he hit a home run. So if a normal starting pitcher did that back in the day when the NL had a DH, that probably would have been a bro of the night. Hmm. This guy does this very casually. He has at least one of those games a month. This is the day at the office. For him, so um, you know, I, it's one of those things that you could do it probably too often. But I also very much appreciate. Um, you almost can't appreciate it too too often. So shout out to Shohei, winning pitcher, good start, and hits a home run regularly. We got we got to regularly check in. And be like, by the way, this this is amazing. Don't forget. Don't let Anaheim make you forget. Judge still MVP as of today, but if Shohei does more of this stuff, it makes it really tricky. Shohei can very easily mess it up. Especially the way the Yankees as a team are playing. I hate that that's how the award happens. But it's okay. Uh, My bro of the night, it's been a Jeff Passan episode. He kind of shouted him out last night a little bit. I want to talk about Adley Rushman a little bit. Mm. The numbers on the year are starting to look good. You take out the first 15 games of his career, and the numbers are in a very silly place. 48 games right. since then. He's got OPS, 926. Bunch of doubles, five homers as well along the way. That's you know just under 200 plate appearances. And I believe the... Um, He's walking. The on-base percentage. It's crazy. I looked at his savant for the first time since there's been like a real sample size. Ridiculous. Just ridiculous. What he's doing as a 24-year-old switch-hitting rookie catcher, that much red on a baseball savant page doesn't make sense. 2.7 war in 63 games. 63 games. The defensive savant bubbles, deep red. Pop time, great. Framing, great. Runs decent for a catcher. Mm. About league average sprint speed. I'll take that behind the dish. 
And I guess, hey, Adley Rushman deserves a a ton of love, um, and a special, special prospect. Like, and a rare he was the number one prospect in baseball coming into the year for good reason. A rare air prospect. Um, you know, not a lot of catchers do that at all. And it, unfortunately, tying this back to the man I want to stop tying things back to, Isaiah Kainer-Falefa, if they call up Oswald Peraza, and this is this is part of their plan to give the kid a chance, Adley Rushman, that guy we just talked about who's doing, like, all-world things at catcher, 2.7 war? Like... He's going to try to sneak into the all JM team. Yeah. By the end of the year, it'll be That'll be interesting. Be firmly part of that discussion. That episode came out today. Check it out. In his first 44 games, he was 210, 296, a 684 OPS. So he was a not good baseball player. Um for a little while, in his last 19 games, he's one dotting, a 519 OPS. It's clicked. So that's the risk you play with a rookie is when will they figure out and what does it look like that if the Yankees are playing that game, that's going to be super frustrating. Um, it's almost frustrating if Peraz is bad or good. Um, and they might not even call him up. It might just not happen. 18 walks, 9 strikeouts. Wow. And the the Yankees minor leaguers just across the board this year, kind of a weird phenomenon. Like everybody started really slow. And really slow, and now they're going. going. Every, and a lot of guys are getting called up. We're seeing, not, not unexpected, but a lot of guys call up their first two weeks at the new level. Doesn't go well. I was looking at Austin Wells' game logs. He's a, mm. I think he started one for 17 in double A. He's also coming back from an injury. Since then, he's lighting it up. Really good hitter. I think end of next year, we're going to be loud about him. Last 90 days, three months for Oswald Peraza. Last I'll mention him before we end the show. So three months. Triple A. 22-year-old top 50 prospect in baseball. Same area Jeremy Pena was ranked with the Astros. 280, 351, and 840 OPS. Um, 19 steals and 12 home runs. 57 games. Um, So I don't really know what else you're looking for in your prospect. I walked you through it before. I think they kind of got caught in a trap. And and here they are. Um, And uh, another funny thing, and we always forget this. We don't always forget this. But we talk about, you know, the younger the prospect, kind of the better. Um, <laughs> in AAA this year, Oswald Peraza, he has 357 plate appearances. All but one have been against players that are older than him. So, um, he is playing against competition that is supposed to be ahead of them. He has caught them, and he is passing them. And there's only one other place to go. We will see. Um, hey. It also opens up some AAA at-bats for Volpe. He's crushing it, too. Like, he's also supposed to be really good. End of next year will be a time for him. This got pretty talking, Yanksy. I'm sorry to the people that aren't about that life. One more Yankees thing. Oh. Very fringe. Ronald Guzman. Yankees spring training this year. Been in, been kicking it with AAA this year. Do you know what he's up to? No. 
he's a he's becoming a two way player. Well, he's hitting. I think he's hitting ninety six as a lefty. So something something to keep an eye on for next year. Whoa, excited um, for him. I take my apology back. I'm happy you guys got to listen to a lot of Yanks there. Thank you, guys. Uh, enjoy your weekend. Started with the cell phone story. Um, I'm going to a bachelor party in the Catskills. Excited for that. A couple daiquiris. Good people. Um, enjoy your weekend as we start to finally enter mid-August. It feels like we've been hunting for mid-August. Um, I hope your sports teams do well this weekend. That's pretty nice of me. Um. And, yeah, we will be back next week. We'll see what the sports world has to bring us, and, you know, maybe we'll get a fun fun midweek, or maybe we'll get a fun front week or two. How about that? Um, go listen to everything on John Boy Media. Go watch the Warehouse Games. Sorry if I just spoiled the last one. You can still watch it. I knew what was going to happen. I liked re-watching it. Um, and there will be a new game out tomorrow. Compound. Ian Happ plays Major League Baseball. He's on that show. I'll Zach start Short. Season. Scott Efros, who got mentioned, has been on there. Dakota Meckes, hey, Farm to Fame, Rita, Kelsey, Nadimas, Talking Baseball, the old JM team. I mentioned that. Morning with John Boy and everything else on AMP. Jolly's been doing some fun ones. Line Baseball reference. Uh, Talking Yanks, we did a good app yesterday, and we'll be doing one. Tonight. Later tonight, He's probably around 8 p.m. Everything else on John Boy Media. Joe's McFly. Anything he does, his streams, Pinstripe Strong. Sure, he's gaming. I just did a Wordle. Yeah, Wordle tonight. I just did a Wordle. Thank you, guys. <laughs> <laughs>